find out questions. Hey guys, how are you? Jeff Gelman, Solid Canine Training. This is the right one, right? We're queued up, right? We queued everything up, right? Thanks for joining today. It's the What Would Jeff Do show. I try to do this on Mondays and Wednesdays at show. It's 7.30 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're doing twice a week. We're talking about adding another show three times a week. I mean, ideally, heck, I would do this every freaking night of the week. I mean, people need help. People are desperate for help. Hey, everybody on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, everybody on Google. Thank you so much for, for jumping in here. I really, really appreciate all the fans, all the comments, your daily emails to me, photos of your dogs doing great, everybody that's responding to all the training, our free training videos that we have. Just such, such powerful content. Um, this is the time to ask your dog training questions. Um, chest disabled for this live stream. What? I don't know why the chest disabled for this live stream. I might have to end this and start all over again. Let me do that. I can't have a chat disabled for the live stream. Of course not. That makes no sense. How do I get in here? Hold on, guys. I hear you. I see you. Um, hold on. Hold on. Uh, there they go. Yep. I don't get that. Hey, um, but people are people are able to do it. I don't know why it's disabled. Why can't you see it? Why can't you see it? No, this is the first. Log off. Touched. Log back on. Melissa, is there a setting that you've got to switch for the chats disabled? Linda can't see any of the chat. Maybe you have to log in to see the chat at all. I want to. All right. So I'm not quite sure why Linda can't see the chat. Let's see, maybe it'll go. Up maybe now. she'll maybe she'll do it now. Maybe she'll get it better. But it was said it was disabled for the chat. Yeah, there we go. We got it. it. Okay, Melissa, we're all set. Thank you so much. So now is a good time for everybody to ask their dog training questions. If you're brand new to my world, welcome. Welcome to my show. Uh, my name is Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training. Um, I've got a dog training facility up in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, we specialize in aggression rehab and behavior modification. My specialty is stopping unwanted behaviors. That is my specialty. Obviously, yes, of course, any dog trainer should be able to train basic commands. They're not that hard to do. Sit down, place, recall, walk on a leash. Um, any dog trainer should be able to do that. Um, it's you know, really, I mean, anybody can learn that from a book, from a video. Stopping unwanted behaviors, not a lot of trainers do that. And then stopping serious behaviors like aggression um, and massive anxiety and fear-based um, behaviors. Um, a lot of dog trainers just don't have the skill set. That's not a knock on dog trainers. That's just what they've chosen not to do in their career paths. You're going to hear me talk a lot about punishment during this show. Punishment is not abuse. That conversation should stop. Punishment is just the only way to stop to eliminate a bad behavior is through punishment. Punish, punishment decreases or eliminates unwanted behaviors where a reward will increase and create new behaviors. It's simple logic. It's common sense. We don't talk science on this show. That's about as sciencey as I'm going to get right there. I'm a pet dog trainer. I don't do sport. I don't do competition. I'm not looking for flash. I'm looking to keep dogs and families homes. That's all I really, really care about. Most dogs are surrendered to shelters for simple, basic behavioral problems, and that's no fault of the owners. A lot of people will say, well, the owner should have tried harder. Well, when you've got a professional, three professionals, four professionals, five professionals, all giving you incorrect information and you are trying harder, well then now what are you supposed to do? So let's just jump right into the show. There's also a super chat button right there. 
There's a super chat button. It's a little dollar sign. People like to throw us cash. We like to go out for date night. Just to let you guys know, we used last week's Saturday night's money for a place called Angelo's tonight. So it didn't cover the whole bill because we took the whole family. But Linda and I went to a place called Angelo's. It's on Atwell's Avenue in the Little Italy section. Check us out on um, Instagram stories and you can see um, us us there. And I want to thank everybody for contributing towards our family night out. Really, really appreciate it. So your, your money is being used towards date night or family time. Thank you. What do we got? Uh, we got Mari Jackson saying hi. Hey, Mari. We got Melissa saying hi. Hey, Melissa. We got Regal Mommy saying hi. <laughs> hey, hey, Regal Mommy. We got Lydia saying I've been waiting all day for this. Hi, guys. I've been waiting all day too, man. I love this show. I get excited too. We got I'm, out, I'm adding another one this week during the week. I get I love you so much. We got Susan saying me too. Nice, Susan. Jada. Hey, yep. you saved our lives and our Camille. She is doing great ever since the workshop in Long Island. Jada. That's good. That's why it's people like Jada that I only give a shit about, mm -hmm. you know, and for all my fellow dog trainers out there, if you're and for all my fellow dog trainers, even dog owners who are getting any sort of pushback towards your tools or techniques. Let me just make it really clear for everybody out there. You don't have to say this to people, but this is the concept. These folks can go fuck themselves. It's a simple concept. If you don't like how I train, if you don't like the tools that I use, if you don't like what I'm doing, go fuck yourself. And by the way, if you don't like swearing, don't watch this show. All right. So bottom line is this Jada, who went to my seminar, who actually I worked with for two days, his life has changed. And I hear this story dozens of times a day, constantly. Those are just from the people that actually reach out and contact me. That's all that matters. I don't care about people that don't like me. I only care about people who are getting results. That's it. Next. Uh, next one is from Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Jeff, my dog has a tendency to whine when we make him sit still on a walk to avoid distraction, etc. Do we correct on the e-collar for that, or is there another way to make it stop? Well, Kevin, you can't use telepathy, right? So you got to use you got to use some sort of punishment tool. This is the thing. Don't make your dog sit. Keep moving. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving forward. So get your dog to work through these issues. But yeah, a remote collar will help eliminate whining. The reason why the dog is whining is probably because it's not reacting and it's all just anticipation and arousal. That's why the dog is whining. You can correct it, but also what you can do is just like, just keep going. I don't want to sit every time there's a distraction. Keep moving. Next. Uh, this one's from Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina. Hey, I have a one-year-old dog with three other dogs around all female. Uh... We have the one, one year, I don't know where this is going. We. There's a one-year-old so dog one -year -old that has resource, resource guarding, guarding problems yep. only with toys in the house. She has no aggression outside the house. Okay. So you got your one-year-old that's resource guarding toys. A couple of different things. You've got four dogs, busy household. You need to set down some rules and some protocols and some consequences. The thing about this is this. If your dog is chewing a toy or playing with a toy, no other dog should go over to it. That's the thing. You got to advocate for it. And if you don't advocate for that dog, now you're encouraging your other dogs to steal toys and you're going to end up with a pack attack fight one day. So number one, none of my dogs have toys, not because of this, because they don't need toys. My dogs play chuck it, which is with a toy in the pool. They play chuck it out on land, which is with a ball on land. They do bite work. That's it. You'll never see me going buying toys for my dogs to occupy their time. What do my dogs do? Nothing. 
They lie there and they do nothing. I'm not against toys though. But what I would do is with four dogs, okay, everybody kennel up, there's your toy. Or when it to put the dog in place, give it its toy, no other dog can go near it. Next. Uh, do it yourself music biz, best show on earth. Greg, thank you so much. Lydia, have you made videos about perfecting bath time for dogs that just do not cooperate? My dog is fine. I'm just curious. No, I have not. That's not in my skill set. I rarely bathe my dog. When I do bathe my dog, I take it outside with a hose. I get it wet. I shampoo it. I rinse it off. I'm done. I barely bathe my dogs. That's what I'm. Not, that's not my skill set. I don't do much on nail cutting, bath time, any of that stuff at all. So, but I'm guess what though? Tons of people have. So I'm sure there's fantastic, fantastic videos out there. I only make videos on things I know about. So I come across a lot of times as cocky and egotistical. And well, I probably because I am, but also I know what I'm talking about. And I think it rubs people the wrong way, the wrong way. But in my opinion is this, people have a question, they want an answer, they're sick and tired of the damn bullshit that they're getting from so many people out there. It's a disservice, it's unethical. Cut to the chase, how do I stop this? Boom, this is how you stop it. So I think it's really, really important. So many dog trainers out there are like beating around the bush. It's like, so you really just don't know what you're talking about is what it is. Why don't you just say, that's not of my skill set, I don't know. Next. This next one's from Jamal. Good evening, Gelmans. How do you switch over to raw from kibble? I do it cold turkey. Hey guys, it's what, what it's. I know it's Wednesday. Last night you had kibble. Tonight you're having raw. It's probably not the best way to do it, but that's how I tended to do it. Go online. Go onto the raw sites. There's a bunch of different raw, raw sites out there. Find out how to segue your dog into it. Next. Rachel. Yep. Hey, Jeff, any tips for confidence building with a fearful, nervous dog? My dog is nervous in new environments with strangers and big groups of people. One time she was so nervous she pooped herself. Yeah, Rachel, I want you to I want you to have minimal conversations with this dog. I want you to cut out affection with this dog. I want you to have massive amounts of uh, 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 protocols and procedures and structure for this dog. I want you to never coddle this dog for the next six months. That doesn't mean you can't play with it. That doesn't mean you can't do fun stuff with it, but take your heart out of it. Your heart does not fix fear. It doesn't. What I want you to do is hold your dog accountable. Believe it or not, hold your dog accountable. That's what you can do. We also got a $10 super chat. We're going to get to that one next, mm -hmm. $9.99. I want you to teach your dog how to go over things, under things, through things. I want you to make sure you're not bribing your dog. I want to make sure you're actually, sometimes you actually have to make your dog do things. I want you to, um, you can use its daily food for all of its training. But what I don't want you to do is don't convince your dog that things are okay by using a warm, loving voice. I want you to be more, that doesn't mean you're going to be a drill sergeant, but I want you to work your dog through it. Bottom line is this, fearful dogs out in nature die. They die. You have got to be strong. That doesn't mean you have to be the strongest. You could be a follower. There's only so much room for leaders out there. You can be a follower. But if you are weak, you will die. So you can't be weak to survive in nature. And as someone that backpacks, you can't be weak in nature. I've lived in the wilderness. So you need to be strong. You need to get over your fears. So that's what we do with dogs. Now, there's lots of other stuff we do. Literally, Follow my videos and watch our work. 
Who's nice enough to throw us $9.99? Christine Morrison. Mm -hmm. No question underneath that. Maybe there's a question below. Yep. Either way, Christy, thank you so much. Next. We'll take, we'll take a look at that. Yep. Because we go along. Um, oh, Ryan, $5. Awesome. Hey, Jeff, how many walks and how long for 16-week-old GSD? Thanks for all your videos. 16-week-old GSD, you can take 10-minute walks, tops, do three to four of those a day. The walk is like sort of big at this point, but not as much. 16 weeks old, we're all, by the way, we clicker train and food train dogs, guys. So we're doing all the dog's daily food. We're using the dog's daily food to train the dog. It's all done with markers. Dogs don't work with, um, eat out of a food bowl. So I want you to work 16 weeks old, you're gonna be working on sit, down, place, tons and tons of recall. Um, eliminate all your jumping, do all your crate protocols, Teach that dog to shut up in a crate. Teach that dog impulse control. Get that dog around as many environmentals as possible. As many environmentals as possible. That's what I want you to do. I don't know why I can't get rid of that. Um, just go down to the next question. Oh, I'm yeah. afraid something's covered up. All right, I'll do it. Um, Mari says, hi, Rachel. Jay, okay, Jay, can you see... Um, Okay, hold on, guys. We got a lot of questions here. Hi, Jeff. How do I get my um, dog in the kennel? He's in a prong cow, but bigger and stronger than me. So what I want you to do is I've got a kennel up protocol. I've got a kennel up protocol. What I want you to do is just say pretty much kennel up, and you just yeah, you pull your dog in, push your dog in. What you can do is you can have right underneath Jay. Okay, you try to get to that question the best you can. All right. What I need you to do is keep a long line on the dog, put the long line through the other side of the kennel, have somebody else on the other side of the kennel, pull it through. What I also want you to do, I'm still right there. Yep. What I also I'm want you to there. do, I'm okay, try to figure it out, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you. Um, what I want you to do is, is um, do a lot of obedience outside the kennel, like literally, you know, default sits, hold the dog accountable, lots of different things like that. Um, and then your dog will go in. But yeah, the first couple of times, you're absolutely forcing your dog in the kennel. Okay, next. This one, Ross. Is that the one? Yep, Ross. Thanks for the help with building food drive. The UK government is about to ban e-collars. Do you have any tips for off-leash work without one? Um, still use one. I'm not going to tell you to break the law, but still, still use one. But yes, dogs have been trained off-leash for... Thousands of years before e-cowers e were, were, were out there. Now, the Scottish government is not going to ban them, most likely. They're probably going to regulate them. But either way, under the privacy of your own home, you can use whatever tool you want to. There's going to be a massive fine if you're caught. Again, I'm not telling people to break the law. But what's going to happen is dogs are going to die. You've got 500 really loud people with big mouths that think that all these dogs are being abused. They're, they're, just wait. Wait. Without proper tools... Dogs are going to be physically abused. The reason why dogs were so well-trained in the 1970s pre is because we used physical force with dogs. Bottom line, that's just the way it is, guys. That's just the way it is. From the 1970s and up, we turned over this whole thing where we were people were going too extreme with their physical force, so they went the total opposite. And then you get a bunch of snowflakes out there that think that, oh my God, saying no to your dog. In the UK, they've tried to write this into law. In Florida, in Canada, in New York, it's trying to be written into law. 
If you say no to your dog, you are abusing your dog. That's how far we have gotten. It is ridiculous. So what I would do is um, with your dog, your dog should be everything to you. Don't let it meet other people now. Don't let it meet other dogs now. You are everything to your dog. Keep the dog on a long line. You're going to have to do some really harsh corrections to get that dog to come back to you no matter what. Next. Uh, next one is from Robin. By the way, guys, I'm not angry. I'm just so passionate about this stuff. So sick and tired of dogs dying for the simplest things. Next. This one's from Robin. Hello, do you ever choose a pet convincer over an e-collar for dog reactivity? I rarely use pet convincers. I would use a bonker instead. Next. Um, Jada. Yeah. We are trying to find work for Camille in the backyard. We have been throwing the ball and she retrieves and loves her work, but we are thinking of this border collie needs agility and herding. Yeah. I don't do agility and I don't do herding, but those are good idea. Find an agility club to join. Next. This one's from and if you can find sheep to work, find a sheep, find a herding club. Absolutely. Yep, I can't go. You can go get the fan, but I can't. Um, Next. Susan. Yep. My greyhound is crated while I'm at work and also has to be crated if I leave the house for any reason. How long is it okay for her to be crated in a total, uh, in a 24 hour period as I feel bad for crating? Well, I'm still early in the show and she'll get the fan. Okay, I'm hot too. All right, Susan, this is the thing. I have to crate my dogs too because I don't trust them. So it is what it is what it is. When you crate your dog, if your dog is crated for 12 hours straight, that's excessive. But if you have to create your dog for six to eight hours, you're home for an hour or two, you have to create your dog again. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. And some people can say, well, then you shouldn't have a dog. Fine. Turn your freaking dog in and another dog gets killed. It's like you've got to do the best you can. If you feel guilty, I can't tell you to feel guilty. But guess what? I don't want your house destroyed. I don't want your house shit on, pissed on. I don't want, I don't want your dog barking out the window. So it is what it is. Next. This one's from Liz. Hey, Liz. Should I start my 16-week Mal puppy on structured walks? I've just been luring him around on a long leash as we socialize, but he's starting to get pushy and fighting collar pressure. Okay, if you have a Malinois, yes. If you own a Malinois, I never get breed-specific. Malinois, it's a separate breed. That dog should be, I'd like you to find a sport dog trainer. I'd like you to make sure that you're teaching that dog some intense obedience. I want you to be able to tap into that dog's drive, which you probably have got hunt and, 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 and prey drive going on. Be careful about putting that dog into defense. And what I want you to make sure that you are working that dog and you're working that dog hard, but you're also teaching that dog to do a lot of nothing. So many people have got these high drive dogs and they're like, oh, we always have to keep them busy. I got three high drive dogs lying down next to me right now. They're doing nothing and they're not tired. So you want to make sure you install a good on-off switch. Next. Um, next one is from Chevy. Hey, guys, what's the haps? I'm playing hooky from a work meeting. Chevy, like, I don't speak New Zealand. What the fuck is haps? Like, what's going on? What's happening? What's, oh, what's happening? What's we ain't in New Zealand. I'll tell you that much right now. What are we doing? We just went out to dinner. We just came home. I rushed into the show. It's hot in this room. My dogs just ate. My dogs ate chicken quarters tonight. They literally, like, ate. I brought them right up here. Put them in place command, and we're doing this show and loving every minute of it. That's what's happening. I want you to put me in place. Let's go. I, I, I will. All right. Um, ba, 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 DIY music biz. Never heard Jeff use the F word. Grabs popcorn. What? You'll be kidding me. All the time, Greg. Maybe, um, I, he's Greg, being funny. I know. Greg, you know what? Maybe during our Skypes. I don't think during our Skypes, Greg is one of my Skype clients. 
I don't think I don't think we I use the F word. I don't usually use the F word when I'm like talking with a client. Next. Mm, no Next. comment. Next. Um, <laughs> Ashley, how would you handle a client with two dogs that both have issues, but one is much more severe than the other? I'd work with the most severe one. Those would be board and train clients. I'd work with a severe one first. And then I would give the client instruction on how to start setting up the structure of their home. And then I would bring the other one in second. I, at some point, they have to be working together. And then there's going to be massive amounts of instructions to the client. That might be a Skype call for you. Guys, I do private Skypes as well. That's actually how I make a living. I, I, make, a, I make between seminars and Skype. I have my training center, but that keeps, you know, 11 people employed. Um, but my big gig is my consulting business and my um, seminar business. So um, what I would do is, is massive protocols for the clients, huge amount of education, work with your more severe dog first. Next. Uh, this one's from Jay. Yep. Jeff, there seems to be two trains of thought regarding e-collar. One, e-collar conditioning dog, then correct for unwanted behaviors. To correct the shit, then move forward with obedience, et cetera, which is right. Jay, there is no right one. And I've done both. I've done both. If you've got a dog, okay, if you've got a dog that's jumping all over you, trying to bite you, uh, uh, um, all kinds of bad stuff, you can't train the dog until you punish the behavior. There's no training. Like, you can't have a successful rehab until you are sober. Until you are sober, you can't start the rehab process. You've got to be off alcohol and off drugs or the rehab won't work. Next. Um, Angelica. Yep. I used a pet convincer on my dog for leash reactivity, and she instantly learned. Now she walks with no problem, thanks to Jeff, of course. Angelica, bam. Love you. Next. Um, Bye-bye, ghosty. Hi, guys. My dog has been making great progress on our structured walks with a prong collar. At my apartment, I need to have him on a leash to take him out for the bathroom, and his leash manner still... Suck. Uh, yep. Suck with that. Yep. Should I have him wearing the prong while going out to the bathroom? Bubba Ghosty, you answered your own question. I want you to do this. You can ask me any question you want to, but I want you to do is I want you to use, I want you to use common sense. And I'm not attacking you. I'm not shaming you. I don't want to make you look stupid. That's not my gig. This is what I want people to do. I want people to go, what the fuck would I do? if I didn't have to rely on anybody for the answer. And what we would do is we'd be like, um, I would figure it out myself. And I would be like, yes, I would use the prong collar. That's what I want you to do. Also, the last thing I want your dog is not to pull. So yes, use the prong collar. Next. Next one is from Lydia. Hey, Lydia. <clears throat> dog sits before we walk outdoor to go to walk but is really aroused, whining and screaming when I correct with prong pop. He yep. goes into crazy protest. I put I put prong pressure until he stops. Is that okay? No, what I want you to do, Lydia, first of all, yes, it's okay, but I got a better way for you to do it. What I want you to do is make yourself a bonker. This is a towel. It is wrapped up tight. There's nothing inside of it. It's secured with two number 64 elastics, okay? It's like the size of like a large salami, small loaf of bread. What I want you to do is I want you to... Um, I want you to go into the, the front door. I want you to sit at the front door and your dog starts whining. I want you to say the word no. 
I want you to take the bonker and I want you to throw the bonker at your dog. Yes, I'm telling you to throw a cotton towel at your dog. Hard. Got it? I want you to start your walk with your dog going, holy shit, I better pay attention to this person. Now, so many people out there are going to go, that's mean, that's abusive, I'm never listening to this guy's advice again, how dare he, that's going to destroy the relationship and the dog, and I'm like, proof, 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 sorry, it's not out there, all right? Other people that do it are like, I had the best walk of my life. Next. Um, this one is from Gina. Hey, Gina. Hi, Jeff. Thank you for advice on restructuring our home, more like a boarding and training facility. For our three lab brothers, it has helped. The boys are sore tonight, and we have to pause for five days. They got fixed. Absolutely. Yeah, at least five days to be super careful. Dogs do stupid stuff after surgery, okay? Congratulations. Glad you took my advice. Absolutely. I run my home like a boarding facility. Why? I've got a lot of dogs. And guess what? No problems. No, I mean, sure, I have some problems with my dogs. Like, dog trainers aren't perfect. What I'm saying is, like, I can do a lot of shit with my dogs. Next. Uh, Regal Mommy. Hey, Regal Mommy. We have a new dog who is most definitely interested in killing the cats. Yep. Put her in place with e-collar and she won't break place command, but she shakes badly. Four days now and still shaking. Correct or not? No. Shaking is the lack of killing the cat. Okay? I don't want her staring at the cat. I don't want her loading at the cat. Your dog is shaking. Now, a lot of folks will say, well, did you see that 999 one? So a lot yeah, of- Yeah, I think, wasn't that the first one we got? No, it seems like it's a new one. A oh. lot of folks are going to go, oh, the dog is shaking because it's afraid of getting shot. No, the dog is shaking because it's aroused and it knows it can't go after, it can't break place. So you're, you're on the right track. Yep, we have dogs that shake for weeks. It's not because of us. Once you stop an unwanted behavior, you get shaking. The shaking is a lack of an unwanted behavior. That's how it works. Try to quit smoking. When you have a, you want to have a cigarette, what do you do? You try to quit alcohol. You try to quit, try to quit drugs and you can't use anymore. What do you do? Guys, I'm in the behavior modification business. This is rehab. And I'm being serious about this. I'm being serious about this. Next. Uh Christy, 999. Thank right. you. Thank you, Christy. Love have, you. She says, have a nice dessert. Excellent. Um, Sandy. That's a hell of a nice fucking dessert. That, Christy, that's, that's dessert and espresso. Bam. Let's go. Uh, Sandy, love you both. Just want to say I've seen more people wrapping their leash around their hand. If the dog goes wild, it will pull their hand off. Sick of them. Sandy? Sandy, that's on them. Don't worry about it. Don't let it bother you. We got enough going on in our life to worry about those people. All right? This is what I want you to do. Personal growth. Next time you see somebody wrap their leash around their hand, I want you to be like, man, that's on them, not on me. They just don't know yet. They just don't know. And they might not know another way. And it's not their fault. They just don't have the right information. They might go down, though. They might go down. They might break something. And if they're uninsured, my insurance rates go up. A lot of, a lot of reasons to get pissed off about it. But don't. But don't. All right? Next. Um, 
DIY music biz. Jeff, that heel technique to stop him from going ahead of me on walks we discussed on Skype is working well. Thanks for that. Bam, buddy. Nice. Thanks, Greg. Uh, fantastic canine. That's Lee's and Miley. Oh, hey. Hi, guys. guys. Miss you Miss you, too. Yeah, how's it going? Um, yeah, these are the same ones we had before. Oh, I got it. I got it. Show up. I got it. Because first they go to the top, but then they go oh, down. Oh, then they go in the proper mode. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, but how about that nine ninety nine one? Is that yeah, Krista? That's. Oh, that's Liz. Liz. Oh, thanks, Liz. Thanks for throwing us some cash, Liz. Thank you. And then Ryan, yeah, Ryan already paid us. We already said his question. Ryan, thank yeah. you so much again for the super chat. Thank you. Um, next. The next one is Cassie. Hey guys, thanks for all the great content. Excited for the Elkhart seminar. Oh, Elkhart's gonna be so much fun, Cassie. We'll see you there. Um, Cannabis cultivator. Sorry, your your yeah, our you moderator got, took your question out. It might have been inappropriate. You got iced. Sorry about sorry about that. We don't allow nonsense on this show. And just remember, guys, I've been around the fucking block many times. If you have some hate to throw my way, you ain't gonna rattle my feathers one bit. Okay, I can cut and paste all day long too. You got to be original. Next, it's one of the things that drives me nuts about you. Yeah, you you've always got me verbally. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like don't bother. It's you like, lost. It's like whatever. Next. All right, Rachel. Should I take her to pet friendly places like Petco and PetSmart and work with her and get her used to busy environments, or should I work? with around my neighborhood complex like I usually do. I would never take my dog into a pet store, just to let you know. It's the wild, wild west there. I would start doing other environmentals. I would do, I'd rather do city centers. I'd rather do some busier areas where I had I had more room to advocate for my dog. Next. Uh, this next one's from uh, Monk Canine Paleo Pagan. Yep. Um, athletes have their individual sport like basketball, shooting thousands of shots per day with an inanimate object. How can we individually be the best trainer we can be? I think the best thing to do is the thing about that is, okay, the ball, okay, the ball is the same size, the rim is the same height, and the basket is the same um, uh, 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 um, size. Now they can. The only thing that fluctuates historically is distance from the um, the baskets, right? Distance from the basket. With dog training, it's more complicated than that. You got dogs, and then you got environmentals, and then you got genetics, and then you got your skill set. So, what we do, what the best way to do is work your ass off with as many different dogs as possible, in as many different situations as possible, and learn how to problem solve in a variety of different ways. Next. Oh, uh, this one's from Nathan. Yep. <clears throat> What is your take on tug toy reward training? Does it cause any problems when done correctly? No, no. I have no problem at all um, uh, using tug. We don't use tug for obedience because we can't do enough repetitions. Imagine if we gave a dog a, doy, a dog a tug after it did something. And we can always do it at the very end of, say, a training sequence. We can always do that, which we're not opposed to. But a lot of the dogs we work are so freaking nervous and fearful that they wouldn't even they won't take the tug. So if you get yourself a high drive dog, but another thing with our training, we're family pet dog trainers. We're trying to get dogs to be calm next, but I'm not opposed to it all. I play, I do bite work with my dogs. I play tug with my dogs. I have a specific tug toy. I'm a huge advocate of structured tug. Next. Next one is from Jamal. Linda, what type of show are we watching? You want to be put in place. Next. <laughs> Thanks, Jamal. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Fiona, 
Hi from Yorkshire, England. Rolled up newspaper did the job for my dad back in the day. Well-behaved dogs. Fiona, I agree. The downfall of a rolled up newspaper, it can cut the cornea. So you got to be super careful about that. But you're right. Back in the day, you just like hit your dog with a newspaper. It's not mean. It's not abusive. It actually keeps your dog alive. And for all the snowflakes out there that think it's mean, but loved your family dog and was wondering how well-behaved it was, or if it wasn't well-behaved, I assure you, it's not, didn't go living on a farm somewhere. Okay. It got shot in the back. It got shot in the woods, probably. So, next. <clears throat> Nathan. Yep. Hi, guys. How would you deal with a stranger that pushes themselves on your dog when you say, please do not pet the dog? He is in training. I would knock them over, Nathan. Or if you're a female, please carry mace and spray them in the face. Guys, nobody has the right to break your personal space without permission. Whatever happened to all this like Me Too stuff? I'm not knocking Me Too. I'm absolutely not comparing petting a dog with sexual assault and unwelcome sexual advances at all, at all. But when I say you can't pet my dog and you don't listen to me, there's going to be a consequence. There has to be, all right? No, we're not, but we'll come up just and say goodnight to you. All right, I love you. Okay, bye. Close the door all the way, please. Next. Electric um, 1609. I know, Thanks. I know. Any tips for tapering off the use of the prong? Pretty sure my dog is becoming collar-wise. Um, on the walk, we don't, we don't actually suggest it. Guys, yeah, if you fully off-leash train your dog. Actually, I should say that. So fully off-leash train your dog. If you off leash train your dog, you don't need you don't need a prong collar because there's no leash attached to it. But if you're going to attach a leash to a collar, why not the prong collar? Why not the prong collar? Guys, we're pet dog trainers. I'm trying to make people's lives easier. My goal is not to get for your average pet owner who has to have their dog on a leash. My goal is not to get the dog off the equipment. My goal is to make your life better. And if you have to have a leash on your dog and it has to be connected to a training collar that makes your life better, only, only ego would tell me to get off of it. No. Now, can I walk a dog without a prong? Yeah. I can walk a dog with a shoestring. Big deal. I'm a dog trainer. Okay? And my mechanic can take apart my engine blindfolded. And that's not a joke. My mechanic can hear an engine and know what kind of engine that is. Me? I can't spell engine. Like, that's what he does. So for, for, for your average pet dog owner, don't be in a rush to get off the tools. Next. Next one is from uh, Elaine. Liz threw us $9.99. Thank you. That's from before. Oh, I, I just popped up in my feed. Yep. Uh, Elaine. Love you guys. My GSD was at a... Good dog trainer in Collingwood, Canada. You know them, Jeff. Yep. He was there for four weeks, and now I have an amazing dog. All I need is to train myself. Yep. So, and you could get Justine to make sure she works with you. Justine and Josh are fantastic people. And if you need more help, just reach out, man. Reach out. If they do any group stuff at all, take advantage of it. And I'll be in Collingwood next year. Good job, Aileen. Love you. Next. Um, Kathy. The bonker is wonderful. Use it. Thanks, Kathy. Um, bye, bye ghosty. Thanks, Jeff. I wasn't sure if it would be overkill to use the prong for the bathroom as well. 
which is usually the time I let him sniff around. But you're right. Simple and answer common sense. But you, I let my dog sniff around too. You can still let your dog sniff around during the bathroom break. You can do that. Give your dog six feet of leash and let it sniff around. And then boom, you're done potting. Let's go. So you walk out structured to the potty area, right? Now you release your dog and then boom, you go back in. No nonsense. Next. Um, I think this one's from 42 Jada, $1.99, but thank you. Thanks for all the advice. We'll take it, Jada. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Spinisper. Yep. Just got my prong collar. I just used it for heel on my 11-year-old dog for the first time. My face hurts from smiling. It was amazing. Your videos are life-changing. Jeff at SolidK9Training.com. Jeff at SolidK9Training.com. Send me a photo of you smiling with your dog. Got it? With a little caption, I'll put it on my Facebook page. Okay? Love you, Spinsper. Next. Um, Lydia. Hey, Lydia. Dog only eats when we train, but he sometimes doesn't seem motivated even to work for food. Yeah. I'm sure he's just being a stubborn brat. But have you ever dealt with a dog that wasn't motivated by hunger? Lydia, spend a week with us. Well, well I'd have to charge you. It's, it's $2,500 a week to spend with us. But I'm saying, yeah, tons. The dogs we get in, the dogs we get in are different than most dogs that people see. It's funny. It's always funny when sport dog folks like to like to comment on my videos in a negative way because it's like, you don't know these dogs. You don't know these dogs that we work with. None of these dogs would be sport dogs. They don't have the drive. You know, they're too fearful. They're too anxious, too, too nervous. They'd wash out of the program. Like they don't give a shit about anything, these dogs. We work with some of the most fearful, nervous dogs out there. Hey, does anyone know Ringo? Ringo's that German Shepherd that came in. It, it's it's it lived in the basement for three and a half years. It attacks everything. We had to take that dog to the vet today because it had a it has a growth on its yeah. neck. So we had to take it to the vet today. This is a dog that you couldn't get near. This is a dog that went after every one of my staff members. Every one of my staff members, and I haven't handled this dog before. I haven't handled this dog before. So I, I took him to the vet. I had to hand. I, I literally controlled his head. While the vet was like, like literally like squeezing things Ooh. and cleaning things and shaving his neck down. And guess what? He was a freaking rock star superstar. Next. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Michelle. Hi, Jeff and Linda. So don't worry about the lack of food drive. Next. Michelle. Yep. Hi, Jeff and Linda. Love the hair. Okay. I was just getting caught up. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Hope you recovered nice. Yep. Uh, Josh, hi. Who is the dog that appears on your podcast cover? The black and white pity. Ooh, Love you guys. I don't know. Cover. I know which one it is. Yeah, the pot. We have a we have a um a thumbnail. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Next. Hmm. Uh, Nathan, hi guys. Another question. When it comes to heel, is it okay if the dog's ears are back but the tail is up? Yeah, depends. If you've got a dog that gets aroused and is reactive, no, it's not okay. If you don't, who gives a shit? Next. Um, thanks, Melissa, for, for putting up the Patreon link. Thank you. Guys, you can join my Patreon page. In fact, I've got a special Crowdcast Patreon, I think, tomorrow night. I forgot what night it was. I think it's I think it's tomorrow night on my page on my Patreon page. If you join my Patreon page, you guys can do um uh you get exclusive content. 
um, to all my stuff. You get one-on-one -on -one time with me. You guys get your own podcasts, everything. Um, I've got a uh, Wednesday, August 29th at 8. Oh, I guess I'm not doing another Q&A then. <laughs> okay, Wednesday night, August 28th at 8 p.m. I'm doing a Patreon. So, next. Gotta get your schedule on. I know, I know, I know, I know, I um, know. Joelle will be happy about that. She can go out. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Uh, Sandy gave us $9.99. Oh, my God, Sandy, thank you so much. Man, we can go date night early this week. Uh, AG. Hey, AG. What's up, buddy? Um, also, thank you for all the help. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you. Jason. Hey, Jason. How can I teach my dog to jump into my truck? He'll put his paws up and try to pull himself up. It's pretty high up, but I know for a fact he can make the jump. So it's pretty, Jason, this is what I want you to do. I want you to use leash pressure. You can get it. You, well, first of all, teach your dog how to jump up on other things. So start at different levels. So find different levels of things, different levels of boxes, curbs, stones, um, 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 uh, brick you know, walls, get your dog to jump on top of things. And then um, in the truck, get your dog to jump up. Some dogs can't spring from their back feet like from a short distance. They need a little bit more room. It could be just a confidence thing. What you can do is you can sit in the back of the truck. Also, what you can do is walk up to it, grab the dog's collar, and maybe just like hoist the dog up, get the dog started a little bit, give the dog a little bit of his head start. Next. Okay. Um, Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm with my GSD 24-7. Husband is only home on weekends. When home, if he touches me, my dog will lash out at him. Is she being protective? And how do I get her through it and know it's okay? Okay. Number one, yeah, she's being protective. It's not acceptable unless you've got an abusive husband. And if you do, you should never see him again. Um, but if the, and we cannot have that behavior at all. And guys, it is so common. I know so many couples that can't hug. They literally can't hug because their dog will attack. Think about this logically, guys. Who the Frank Sinatra does your dog think it is to tell you who you can hug or not? I don't see you on this freaking marriage license, you damn hound. Get your ass out of here and go mind your own business. So if my dog ever even lifted a lip when I tried to hug her, we'd have a conversation like you wouldn't believe. What would that be? Remote collar. Got it? Remote collar, you try to, you, you, you do that, boom. But if your dog's literally attacking, you got a long way to go, but there has to be a punisher. There absolutely has to be a punisher. So what I would do is I would, um, you gotta set it up, put your dog on a tie back, meaning the dog, if it tries to lunge, it can't reach your husband, have a remote collar on that dog, boom. So who was saying, Jamal was talking about remote collars, different methodologies. Guess what? I ain't introducing that remote collar to that dog other than saying, like, hello, you know what that means? Absolutely. And you might get other advice on this. And you know what I'd like to say? This is what I want to, this is what I would say. Okay, trainer. Okay, expert. This is what we're going to do. You're going to come over to my house and you're going to hug me. Now, I wonder if you hug someone else. So it's so who's that? Stephanie? Stephanie, the dog's doing it with your husband. Is he doing it with your boyfriend as well or just the husband? Because if he's doing it with a boyfriend as well, then it's a bit of some, what? I mean, it's, it's not a real boyfriend. It's a, it's, a, it's a YouTube live boyfriend. It's a fake boyfriend. It's fake. It's imaginary. 
we don't know. It's not unheard of. Anyway, what I'd like you to do is anybody that gives advice that's non-punitive, I'd say, show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. Let them get bit. So the protocol that I'm telling you is, is the way to do it. Dog's on a tie back, meaning if it, it tie back, a leash is attached to a heavy piece of furniture or something. It's far enough away that if it does lunge at your husband, it can't make contact with your husband. All right. And then what you're going to do is hug your husband, remote collars on that dog. As soon as that dog launches, you say no. And that dog should get a high, high correction. Is it going to hurt? Hell yeah. As it should. Now, you're with your dog 24-7. There's probably other moments during the day where your dog is probably acting like that. Maybe not to this extreme, but there's other signs that it is happening. Cut down on the affection. Are you overly affectionate for nothing whatsoever? Are you not allowing, telling that dog to go lie down and mind its own damn business? Are you allowing that dog to follow you around and be protective? Does that dog follow you in every room? So let's be careful. Let's start setting up some boundaries with that dog. Do you create that dog at night? Do you create that dog when you're not at home? Do you create that dog at all? Do you have that dog do, do place? Now that's obedience. That won't fix the problem, but you need to start telling that dog, hey, listen, buddy, I know you like being with me. I like being with you, but I need my space. Next. Next one is from Beverly. Hey, Beverly. Dog suddenly does out of control zoomies around the room. Hard to catch her. She looks possessed. How to stop? Probably does it between 6 and 9 p.m., correct? That's just dogs. That's what they do. What you can do is you take a bonker, say no, throw it at the dog, remote collar, no, correct the dog. I'm a big advocate of dogs running around. Not in my house, though. Next. Mm -mm. Regal Mommy. I love you, too. The chemistry is hysterical. But how do you break up dog fights among dogs that are not mine, but I'm responsible for in a work setting? Okay. So, Regal Mommy, this is a work-related question. The last thing you want to do is say, Jeff told me to do this to your boss. Okay? Because why? Your boss probably hates my guts. Okay? And if your boss doesn't hate my guts, let him hire me as a consultant. Because I'll come in and I'll straighten out your training center. But this is what you're going to do. What we would do is this. We don't have dog fights in our, in our training center and we work with aggressive dogs. So we do a lot of stuff that prevents dog fights. So if you're having dog fights in the workplace, you guys have, you guys have to do stuff that prevents the dog fights. What you have to do is you've got to stop the arousal immediately. You can't let dogs get all aroused. The way we do our socialization is dogs are calm. You have to be able to identify dogs and what their intent is. You've got to be able to think ahead of them. And you usually can tell if someone's got some dog skills. But for breaking up fights, hopefully there's more than one person. If there's not more than one person, I'm sorry, but that's irresponsible to have not more than one person in a dog social setting where a fight could happen. So you have two people. Everyone has to be on the same page. If the dogs are not committed to the fight, one person can grab the back legs like a wheelbarrow, move them away. If the dogs are committed, though, that means their their dogs don't have lockjaw. But we'll say the word locked on for all intents and purposes. If the dog is gripping really, really hard, then what you need to do is you need to choke the dog out. And I don't want anybody doing rear naked chokes on dogs. What you have to do is the dog should have a dominant dog collar on, slip lead on. You have to hoist the leash up. You take away the air supply from the dog. Best way to break up a dog fight. You can also use your feet on a dog. But this is the thing. Why are you having fights? at the workplace? That's the bigger question. So, but I've got numerous ways how to do it. I've got numerous ways how to make 
So I get hired as a consultant. I travel the country working for, I'll do doggy daycares, I'll do training facilities and how to how to make sure these, these practices are in place and all the staff is trained, but you have to be open to all this stuff. So that's hopefully a good start for you, Mommy. Next. Um, ba, ba, ba. Cody, what do you recommend for a six-month husky puppy who will bite us if we try to take something from him? Trash, toy, bone. Cody, let's, fi let's fix that tonight or else your dog will end up dead. It'll end up dead because it's going to ingest something from the trash or it's going to bite you. You're going to turn it into a shelter. And everyone's like, I would never tar my dog into a shelter. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. I'm doing a tip of the day about I have a huge amount of empathy and understanding why people turn their dogs into the shelter. And I don't have a problem with it because they're, they're, the right help isn't out there. Your dog bites you enough times or it bites a child or it bites a loved one, your dog is going away. Why? I'm hoping you care more about the human race than the animals. So what you're going to do is this. Remote collar on the dog. With a husky, you need the thick fur um, contact points. You might have to shave a little bit of area down. We do this all the time. I demonstrate this live at my seminars. Dog, first of all, your dog should never be allowed to go in the trash. It goes by the trash. You would say out, boom, remote collar. Yep, you make it suck to go by the trash. If the dog ever has a bone in its mouth, which it's allowed, I let my dogs chew bones. But if you ever watch me play, if you watch me do, watch my, watch my YouTube, um, uh, what did I do that on today? Periscope and Instagram Live. Watch those today in the pool. Watch how dogs, when I say out, they drop what's ever in their mouth, even at a distance. It's the out command. Next. But I don't want the dog, you to use the word out for something out of the trash. That should be no. That should be no. You should not be allowing your dog to get stuff out of the trash. It could die. Next. This one's from Michael. Hey, Michael. My new rescue wants to act like he will attack my daughter, barking, lunging, mouthing. I have ordered an e-collar and have him on a prong collar. Any other suggestions? I have had him one week. If you've had him one week, first of all, what I want you to do is you shouldn't be really giving that dog much affection. Think about this. A dog comes into our boarding train facility. Do you think we give it affection? No. That doesn't mean we're mean to the dog, but why would I give a dog affection? It's not there for affection. It's there for training. No, you should use, try to build up a relationship with a dog. The best way to build a toxic relationship with an animal is to give it affection for nothing. Or you don't know enough about this dog. But this dog is barking, lunging, and... Oh my God, I get so emotional. And lunging at your daughter. It has one foot in the grave. Guys, and I'm not being dramatic here. I get the calls every day about this stuff, about children being bit, humans being bit. So this dog should be, so how are you gonna do that? You're gonna remote collar fix that, first of all. But in the meantime, I want you to have that dog sleeping in a crate, teach it place, take away affection, lots of structure. Of course you can do structured play with it. But mouthing? No, 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 no. You put your mouth on me, there's a consequence. What's the consequence? Use a bonker for now. No, boom. But also, a lot of people do things that encourage the dog to mouth. So most people, they get a dog, they immediately show it love and affection. They feel bad for it. They don't want to give it rules or structure, which makes you normal. But me? It's a brand new dog. You don't know anything about this dog. You don't know anything about this dog yet. You can't believe what you were told. So you sort of got to figure it out as you go. You don't know all the dog's triggers yet. So lots of structure. Next. Next one is from Susan. Yep. Hey, Susan. 
thinking of making my dog a therapy dog. Do you think this will cause an issue at all with her commands and training as therapy dogs are given tons of affection on the job? No, I don't. I think it'll be fine as long as you've got good boundaries. Next. Uh, this one's from Christy. Found you six months ago. Dog 18 months. Took to bet with prong. Laid in place entire time. Staff even complimented. Thank you. Awesome job, Christy. Um, she also says need more work, but that would be a Skype. Yep. No problem at all. Michael gave us a dollar ninety nine. Michael, thank, thank you, you so much, Michael. Yep. And yeah, um, my new rescue has lived his whole life in a garage. Okay, Michael, as of today, got it? As of today, I want you to never repeat that story again. And I'm saying this with massive amounts of love, massive amounts of respect, and caring for you and the dog. And I'm being serious here. The story is gone. I've got a dog that lives outside. So if someone said, oh, yeah, Jeff has an outside dog. And this is the thing. Whatever happened with this dog prior, first of all, living in a garage is not the worst thing in the world. Is it the best thing? No. But it's not the worst thing. There's a lot worse things than that. But it has no reflection about why the dog is doing this. We have dogs that come from the best homes, the nicest backgrounds. The people got the dogs at eight weeks old and they traveled around the world with this dog. I mean, these are my clients. My clients have private jets that fly around the world with their dogs. But guess what? They have the same problems that you're having. Okay? But forget the, forget the nonsense, forget the excuses. Let's stick to the problem, which is what you're doing. And that's why you're on my show. So there's massive respect for you for showing up tonight. But I, but the biggest thing that people keep people back from doing being the best with their dogs is they hold on to that story. And of course, I know you told me the story because you want to give me some information. I get it. But historically, I've seen people hold on to the story too long. Boom. It's gone. Next. Um, John Snow, how do you motivate a dog that will not take food? Um, wait it out. Next. Best way to redirect attention to you when dog is distracted. Um, I don't redirect, we correct. So if the dog's distracted, recall it to you. And if it doesn't recall, correct. Or teach it its name means look at you. So teach it to, some people teach look at me. I don't have a problem with that. I just call my dog's name. So if I say my dog's name, I want my dog to look at me. Next. Next one. Oh, um, Melissa, thank you for the Link the the Patreon's Patreon. right there. You can join my Patreon page for as little as five dollars. Um, AG, my dog has learned how not to be leash reactive, except when my young kids are around strangers. I'm not sure how to get through to him. So you have to probably use a higher correction, and I get it. Your dog's probably acting a little bit protective, but you know we don't we don't need our dogs to protect our kids. Um, if someone's if somebody comes onto our lawn and, and messes with our kids, well then let it be a shit show, and chances are. I don't know about you, but at least the bullets that I fire go faster than my dog running. So we'll, I'll neutralize that threat if you get around my kids real quick. Um, so I'm not, I'm not really worried about that. But I would get your dog to mind its own business right now. Next. And then if you're like, what happens if someone breaks in my house? And like, I know there's always that what if. But chances are people are going to be around your kids all the time. So I want your dog to just like cool it. Next. Um, this one's from Babette. Hey. Mammies. I don't know what that means. But uh, thank you for letting me know about micro collar for my ALB toy poodle. Yep. Um, it is in the mail and can't wait. She went to six-week board and train 
which was, is there any more? I don't see the rest. All right. Oh, well, um, I don't. I don't oh, we'll know. get to it next. Uh, Lydia, sometimes I eat collar correct without saying no first. I just forget. Could that confuse the dog? Is that bad? Guess what? I do it too. Next. You'll be okay. Next. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing the best we can. Next. Um, Sean, yep. how long do you recommend leaving an e-collar on at any period of time with and without swapping sides? Do you leave it on when not working and just relaxing? Um, you can, but you want to switch sides. Ideally, you want to switch sides. So put your equipment on in the morning, take it off at night, try to do the best you can switching sides. Some dogs are more sensitive than others. Some dogs are more sensitive than others. Next. Um, Barbette, I'm not sure what Mammy's. Mammy's 323. I'm not sure. If you're trying to, if you're trying to. Yeah, if you're trying to bad, bad, if you're trying to like message someone else, it might not be working properly. Um, I don't know what Mammy's three 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 is. That code word for I'm madly in love with you. If it is, cool. But um, watch you daily, and you're all great. Awesome, thank you. Um, gonna, I've got a great staff. DIY music biz. Yep. Oh no, just one away. Okay, another question. Dog walks with head down, wearing muzzle. I feed one meal a day through the muzzle, like in conditioning video. Is this something time will correct? I'm in no rush, just wondering. Yeah, a, dog, just, a, lot, of, a, a lot of dogs uh, do. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just sorry, want sorry. him to be comfortable at some point again, no rush. Yeah, this is the thing. Greg, if you're at the beginning journey of your muzzle conditions, dogs fucking hate muzzles. They're just not the best things in the world. So what do you want to do? Try to do as much fun stuff with a muzzle as you can. You can use high-value food if you want to. Freaking, I don't care. Use juicy hot dogs. Use like, you know... Use, you know, use whatever you can to get that dog excited about muzzle work. Next. Uh, this was from Susan. Hey. Great questions and answers tonight. What was that DJ thing today? The DJ thing? Oh, the, there was an Instagram, like an Instagram little one minute. I don't know. Um, uh, Amanda, one of my social media people, she takes all kinds of clips. That was from a previous show. So all of our clips from all these previous shows, they put get put into one minute. Or one minute for Instagram, because that's as long as you can do. And then longer stuff sometimes for Facebook. And then she always tags the, the video that it's from, and you can watch the whole show. It's just a little bit of, you know, it's just social media stuff. That's all. Next. But it was on one of our shows. Next. Uh, Carol. Yep. Just wanted to thank you. My dogs are responding to training we're doing based on your videos. Awesome, Carol. Thank you. Um, Sean, no question this, this morning. It is morning somewhere, right? Yes. Uh, just had to say, so refreshing hearing honesty rather than all the BS constantly. Uh, in the UK. In the UK. Yeah, it's uh, 12, uh, depends on what part of the UK. It could be either 1.30 or 2.30 a.m. Yep. Thanks for staying up, Sean. Um, Carol says you gave me the confidence to take the reins. Awesome, Carol. Proud of you. Um, Jasmine says my five-year-old GSD has been doing great walking with prong collar. He's like a new dog because of your training. Thank you. I wish it didn't take me five years to figure this out, LOL. Jasmine, number one, I'm proud of you. Number two, that's why I come across as a pain in the ass most of the time. I'm sick of it taking you five years as well. And I'm serious. So I will yell and I will scream and I will be whatever. And it's working. People are starting to pay attention. And so many people are being misled by are my industry and it's it's so unethical it's disgusting it is disgusting what's happening in my industry with all these people out there trying to paint dogs as these fragile like crystal ornaments that if you say boo to them they'll crumble no 
that everything has to be warm and fuzzy and wonderful and no fear and no pressure and no corrections. And you can't say no to your dog. It's the biggest freaking joke in the world. It underserves human beings and underserves canines in the biggest way. So glad you got on board. Next. Susan says, it was funny reminiscing about music. Yes, I know. Um, DIY music. Got it, Jeff. Thanks. Muzzle question. Awesome, Greg. Thank you. Lydia. Hey, Lydia. Very new young rescue. Walks well on prong collar. Doesn't break a heel. I have to. I just have to use very light communication through prong, but he is still doing some anxiety scanning. Will that fix over time? Yes, Lydia, but I'll tell you what. Guys, don't be married to this light pressure with the prong. Don't be married to low-level remote collar training. Don't be afraid to tell your dog to knock it off. Got it? You won't hurt your dog. You won't lose trust with the dog. You won't destroy the relationship. You won't create a fearful dog. All this bullshit that everybody keeps hearing and keeps repeating and cutting and pasting is an outright blatant lie. So don't be afraid if your dog keeps scanning to go, boom, cut the shit. Don't say cut the shit. You don't need to do that. And a lot of people out there are going to say, no, you don't need to do that. If you spend six months counter conditioning, yeah. Maybe if the dog is a dog fighter, but a scanner, no. Try six minutes. Next. Um, Lenny. Um, oh, I am always amazed. How do you two have one or two hours of question and answer every week? Well, both of you have businesses and family. How do you do it? Love you guys. Linny, I want to do this every night of the week, but I can't because Linda's got too much stuff going on. And guess what? This is all Linda's involved with my business. She has her own life. I would do this every single night of the week. I love this. I would do this for four hours a day. In fact, I'm, I'm planning a 12-hour marathon right now. A 12-hour what would Jeff do? Q&A marathon. I'll let you know when it is. And I can go all 12 hours with no break. I'll have a mason jar right here on the floor. I'll have the kids bring me hors d'oeuvres. Nothing. I might just get a portable potty and sit on the damn thing and I won't move. Next. Don't involve me in that. Next. All right. Um, Michael. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. If not for you, this new dog would have gone to the pound the weekend, and I'm sure he would have been put down. Absolutely, Michael. Proud of you, buddy. You saved a fucking life. Now it's time. So you already used your heart, right? You saved the dog's life. That was your heart. Now we use our heads. Got it? Next. Oh, shit. It's one o'clock. I mean, one hour. Linda's got to go. All right, guys. We have to end the show. You have to go, too. Yeah. Joelle's not here. I got to go to Walgreens. Go to Walgreens. Joelle's not here. She's out um, for dinner with Peter. Check Joelle's. You can check Joelle's. Um, Joelle Gifford, her Instagram stories to see what she's up to. You can jump over to Linda. Linda is putting your putting your thing here for um, your your Facebook handle. Everybody can it's go just... onto Linda's Facebook and watch her show at 9 p.m. All right. Sorry if we get to your questions. Um, I'll be doing another one of these this week, Saturday night, definitely at eight, and I might do one maybe on Thursday night. Maybe I'll do Thursday night at 7.30. I'll do the same show again. I've got a special Patreon crowdcast. Patreon crowdcast tomorrow night at 8. For all my Patreon folks, make sure you're on my crowdcast tomorrow because you can be on live. I actually can put you up on the screen and we can talk. It's pretty fucking cool. 
I can have up to four people on the screen. We can actually talk back and forth. Everybody sees you. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And that's on my Patreon page. All right. I'm madly in love with you. For all the people that made um, um, uh, super chat donations tonight, thank you. Good. It'll be a good date night tonight. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll document it as usual. Not tonight. Not this week. I say this week. Yeah. This week. I'm madly in love with you. You are all special. I truly appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Okay. I feel honored and blessed that I can share my knowledge. Take care. Good night. Bye bye.